the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. I love doing a podcast, radio show. It's cathartic for me, but I'll be honest with you. It's it's a lot to process. There's way too many people in America who have not saved anything for retirement. And that's going to become a bigger and bigger and bigger problem exponentially. Let's talk a little bit about it. I live in California. I live in the Bay Area, i.e. close to San Francisco. And it's not lost on me how expensive life is. I started saving for retirement at a very early age after a car accident where I was rear-ended left me with basically my car being fixed as well as $3,000 for a neck sprain. It's interesting to note that uh, when the accident happened, the woman gets out of her car and is like, I'm so, so sorry. I put my foot on the, on the brake and it, it accelerated. I'm like, just be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't admit anything. Just be quiet. Police showed up. They, See that I can, you know, tow my car. A friend comes, pick me up. And um, later that night, it dawned on me. I'm really hurt. So I, I was bawling in my bed. I'm 20 years old, I'm guessing. 22. And um, I, was, I was probably about 20. And it was just pain. I couldn't move. Um, the adrenaline from the accident, I was able to get through for a couple hours. But when the adrenaline wore off, I was in pain. My brother Dave is a personal injury. He was a personal injury attorney. Now he's a judge. Coolest guy I've ever met. Um, Great brother. Acted like a father. Taught me a lot about what to do right and wrong. Um, Simple stuff like always walk a date home to her door. Always. Even if it went bad. And um, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But he's like, yeah, they're going to try to settle 4000 Don't. You're going to ask for 10000 They won't do it. And he said, next spring, it's $3,000. It's very clinical what attorneys can get and not get. It's like, just to show you how crazy my family was. Um, my brother Pete, also an attorney, when I was maybe 16 years old, and we're starting to give... The older brothers are giving the younger brothers advice. He says, if you ever hit anyone in the car, back it up and make sure they're dead. And I'm like, no. And he was kidding. Don't, don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. But he said a dead body's worth a lot less than someone who is in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. I'm like, whoa, that's how the world works. And now you know. So I get some really strange advice. And I'm going to give you some strange thoughts here. 
there's going to be a lot of old age inequality. I do this show really for getting you to retirement. I pledge if you listen, I'll do everything I can to talk you into it. I will show you facts. I will show you investment themes. I will show you what doesn't work. But there's going to be an old age inequality. Not just like with arthritis and swollen knees, icing it out, toughing it out. 52% of California's private sector employees ages 18 to 64 work for businesses that fail to offer a 401k, a 403b, a pension. 52%, that's 77.4 million people in California. Corporate executives enjoy hefty retirement payouts. Over decades, companies have jettisoned defined pensions, which pensions used to be what America was built on. And that was my parents' generation. My generation is being built on 401ks, 403bs for retirement. But what I'm seeing as we get further into this, I'm starting to see more and more people not have nearly enough, especially workers who have low wages. There's something called a CalSavers plan. It's the Golden State Initiative. It requires businesses without their own plans to upload their employees' rosters. CalSavers then enrolls the workers automatically, deducts 5% from payroll checks, and deposits it into a Roth individual retirement account. Workers can opt out or boost or cut the amount they stash away. And I've never heard anyone talk to me about CalSavers. So far, 384,000 Californians have CalSavers accounts with assets of $272 million. Program was launched in 2019. It may do little to help those already close to retirement. So for those of you who started in jobs that don't offer 401ks, 403bs, in your 20s and 30s, you're probably going to be maybe okay with this CalSavers. But if you started in your 50s and 60s, when that that law went into effect, you probably don't have enough time. Last year, one in four Los Angeles area workers earned $15 or less. $15 or less translates into about $31,000, $32,000 if I'm doing the job right. More than a third of employees eligible for CalSavers have opted out, saying, nope, I need all that money to pay my bills. Um. Some start the account and they get up to $600, $700 and then they stop. And remember, I started my trek towards retirement with $3,000 cash settlement. And then actually it was before that, but that was a big boost for me. Before that, I had started a individual retirement account, $166 a month going into mutual funds automatically from my bank account. Um, I see way too many people with $20,000 in a 401k and they're acting like, can you teach me about retirement? I'm like, keep working. Social security is a bedrock. Social security is a bedrock. Social security is a bedrock. But for the average American, the average benefits about $1,500 a month, which is insufficient to cover basic needs for most retirees, especially if you want to stay in California that have high income taxes, high property taxes, um, high retail state taxes. Every time I go to a store, 
I'm spending nine and a half, ten percent on the local tax, on the California tax. That's on top of what the federal government's taking out, the state government's taking out on income. My money doesn't go as far as it should. And I go back to the golfer Phil Mickelson. And he, he's an interesting one. Lefty. He was figuring out that he pays almost 70% of his money to taxes. So you look at him and he wins $10 million and he's like, that's really not very much money. When you see the uh, state tax that I'm in, bracket, federal uh, bracket that I'm in, when I have to pay for caddies, when I have to pay, and you're like, okay, okay. Then he has to do the 15% social security tax. So let's say his tax rate's 30%, state tax 10%. So that's already up to 40%, right? Social Security, another 15, that's 55. And you can see why he wants, he, you know, he makes a lot of money, but he doesn't keep as much as you would think. I heard a NHL player talk about playing in California versus playing in Texas. Taxes are much lower in Texas. California, they're much higher. And he goes, I have to have a personal trainer. I have to like, the things that I have to pay for, you guys don't even know. So my, my $3 million a year salary isn't, all that great. I'm like, okay. So I do this show in large part because I want to get you to retirement. An AARP survey showed that Americans are 15 times more likely to save for retirement when they can do so at work. They're 20 times more likely if the program is automatic. It's something I'm an advocate for. I would never run for office, but if I could ever give financial advice to someone in office, I'd say mandates, saving for retirement. Retirement benefits differ widely by occupation. Sectors with high turnover and low wages tend to fail workers in their old age. Just 30% of workers at U.S. restaurants and hotels had an access to a plan. 38% of garbage collectors and sorters. 62% of construction workers. 86% of professional and technical employees had either a 401k or a pension plan. And it's just, that's how it differs. The more complicated payrolls and businesses that have access to the tools, you don't think of restaurant owners as also being good at doing retirement plans. In high school and college, when I worked in restaurants and delivery businesses, one of them, and I worked for like 20, one of them had a retirement plan. And it was because I talked the owner into it. In California, 64% of Latino employees, 53% of black employees were not covered by workplace plan. Um. So if you're Asian or white, you have a much better chance of being covered by a plan. Just facts, numbers thrown out at you. Self-employed Californians. There's about 1.4 million, few of whom contribute to IRAs or take advantage of CalSavers and individual signup options. Hundreds of thousands of California workers without immigration documents don't qualify for Social Security. So... We're going to see as we get older, age inequality with money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. 
That's robblack.com. I like looking at investment trends, demographics. In my first few years of being a registered investment advisor, I was really hardcore into, into data, into quant stuff, looking at Census Bureau figures, American populations. I guess some of the bottom lines are old people consume a lot of pharmaceuticals. Young people spend a lot of money. Middle age goes a lot to the kids. A lot more saving going on in middle age. One of the more interesting trends that I'm looking at now is is tied towards technology trends, right? Tech talk with raw block. Um, I saw a USA Today story yesterday that got my head scratching like, that's a really good idea. And I think we all know this one. And I think we've all talked about this one. A couple of years ago, I was in Hawaii on vacation with the family and I'm at the swim up bar. Bartender wades there and uh, kids are running around on pool floats. Rich couple next to me is sitting there and they're like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, and I go, what do you do for a living? They, we own a gas station in, I want to say Mountain View. Could have been Palo Alto, but I think it was Mountain View. And um, I'm like, just one gas station. And they're like, yep. I'm like, you've done well for yourself. Um, and now with electric vehicles, what happens to those gas stations? California won't get to 100% of EVs. Not in my lifetime. Probably not in my kid's lifetime. I just don't see it as as possible with winter months. Um, we'll try, and let's hope I'm wrong, or let's I don't know. I guess if you love gasoline, then let's hope I'm right. I don't know. But there was a small, teeny tiny little article on cars, the car section in USA Today, EV charge and its lupa. Electric car chargers are coming to more than 100 Taco Bell locations. I'm like, genius. And we've all thought about that. Where's the EV network going to be set up so that we could all charge while we're getting food, while we're getting a stretch break? <laughs> when I drop my kid off at soccer practice, there's an EV charger. And it charges maybe eight miles an hour. Not enough. Maybe it's enough for taking him to soccer and bringing him back home. It's incredibly cheap, all things considered. So it, I guess that's what the city was trying to do. Put some EV chargers in parks. I'm like, this isn't the kind of infrastructure I want. When you go to a supercharger with Tesla, <laughs> you're getting 100 miles, 150, 180 miles an hour. And you're like, whoa. Um, and you're impressed by it. And when you're at home and if you just plug it into a wall, your Tesla will charge at two to three miles an hour, maybe four miles an hour. So you plug it in at 10 o'clock, you get up at six, that's eight hours. So you got 32 miles. Let's hope you don't forget to plug it in, right? Electrical vehicle charging stations are coming to more than 100 Taco Bell locations in California over the next year. I think this is what the future is going to look like. Inside the article in USA Today, they even showed you what a parking lot inside a new Taco Bell is going to look like, where they're going to have solar panels 
um, kind of as the shade for the car that you're charging your EV at under. So who are they working with? <clears throat> Taco Bell location in South San Francisco owned by Diversified Restaurant Group became the first of locations to unveil the solar power charging stations at a grand opening. So they're starting to roll out. There's 300 Taco Bell locations owned by DRG in four states. They have 28 Arby's. They've partnered with ChargeNet stations, an EV charger startup, to install charging stations at more than 100 of its California Taco Bell locations next year. So you can get an EV charge in a chalupa in one easy step. We just need more of this kind of stuff. In my opinion, it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. More and more people are starting to see the benefits of solar power, solar batteries. Um, I pay during the summer months and spring months nothing to for driving my vehicle. All that energy is coming off my roof. It's pretty sweet when you're seeing $7 gasoline. So the beloved fast food eatery, and it's tough to call it a restaurant, right? Um, is the latest brand to become part of the emerging EV charging infrastructure. I want to find out a little bit more about the charge net stations. Is it going to be charging at four miles an hour or 10 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour? Are they going to have to police people from sitting there and charging all day long? Taking up a spot, trying to, you know, turn eight miles an hour into eight hours when they're clearly not eating. It'll be, have some problems. Back in August of 2022, Starbucks announced it planned to install EV charging stations for Volvo electric co- vehicles at its coffee shops on a route spanning five states connecting Seattle to Denver. I don't even understand that one. I get the Taco Bell. I get they've got 300 plus locations they could work with. But for Starbucks to say, okay, we're going to connect Seattle to Denver with charging stations for Volvo electric vehicles. I'm like, that's kind of too exclusive. Swedish furniture retailer, Ikea, and maker of horse meat balls. I'd like some meatballs, some Swedish meatballs with horse meat, please. Um, Ikea said that they're going to open a charging station or charging stations at more than 25 of its locations across the United States. And if you've ever been to an Ikea, they've got some crazy parking lots. So it makes sense. The Taco Bell charging stations could essentially be useful, especially in California, where lawmakers voted to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. The state has also the highest number of registered EVs. California accounts for about 39% of all electric vehicles sold nationwide. It's going to be a 20-minute, 100-mile charge for about 20 bucks, is what ChargeNet is saying. So we've got some data. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You are listening to The Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Speaking with CFP Chad Burton recently, because we're planning a seminar and we're trying to freshen it up and come up with some angles on income and retirement. Event's going to be November 17th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can find out more information by going to chadburton.com. You'll figure it out. It's at the bottom of the page or robblackshow.com. Um, and I'll talk about it as we get closer. We don't need to talk about it right now. 
but he was talking to a group of professionals and they're asking like, why do you do these seminars? Why, why do you get out of it? Clients, obviously, is the idea or prospects. And he said, you know, what's funny is um, one of my clients I've worked with, very wealthy, she didn't know what a dividend was. And she worked at a, co- a corporation where she should know a dividend. And that stops me in my tracks cold. I'm like, I forget people like there's things that I don't understand. Slugging percentage in baseball. It's a piece of data that's lost on me. Wins above average, or I don't know what war is. Don't want to figure out that statistic. I kind of almost vaguely understand quarterback rating, but not, not enough to really like talk about it on a sports show. So sometimes I forget that you don't know everything that I do know. And I should, Stop and go backwards. A dividend is a distribution of profits by a corporation to its shareholders. When a corporation earns a profit or a surplus, it is able to pay a proportion of the profit as a dividend to shareholders. You get paid for owning shares of a company. When I own 100 shares of Apple, for instance, I look at it as I'm an owner. My CEO is, I'm very passive. I'm very passive. I don't do any hiring or firing. I don't go in the stores and get all cocky and arrogant. I'm no James Corden. Um, but my CEO is Tim Cook in this scenario. And he takes care of people who invest in the company by giving them a share of the profits from the company. Dividends are what I plan to live on from age 60 to 100. Not social security. Dividends. I might pepper in some annuities. Probably not. Low cost, low fee is the only way I would go. There are one in a hundred annuity companies that are appropriate for part of an income plan in retirement. But that's when you get a, a certified financial planner to structure a plan for you. Chad was talking to a group of professionals and he just floored them by talking about how with clients, he maintains a certain level of cash to cover expenses. It's important that the client sticks to their cash, their budget, because he's using dividends to refloat what goes out of the house, what goes out of your budget, what you spend in retirement. And we're just talking about different ways of visualizing that for people. Um, so on occasion, I'm going to get really done with you again and start like going over some basic terms. For instance, earlier in the week, I said, I'm probably going to be buying a home somewhere between 12 months and 18 months from now. And it'll probably be a retirement home or kind of more of a warm weather place, but I'll rent it out for 10 years or maybe I won't depends on how financially secure I am. Um, But I'm looking 12 to 18 months because if you listen to the CEOs of Goldman Sachs, the CEOs of Citigroup, they're saying we're going to have a recession 2023 and they're calling mid 2023. So I'm looking buying mid-2023 when I start seeing some foreclosures from people losing their jobs, not being able to pay their mortgages, or later on after the cycle is, is kind of played out. And then what I expect is high interest rates will start becoming low interest rates as the Federal Reserve will put the brakes on. The job losses in the recession will cause inflation to disappear, and the Fed will be able to lower interest rates. So 12 to 18 months from now, I'm going to be buying a home. And I know you're saying, that's pretty crazy. That's like telling your wife 12 to 18 months from now, we're going to go to Paris. It's too long from now. It's not real. It's not real, but it's real to me and I'm, I'm planning for it. 
I expect to get a mortgage at seven, eight percent, maybe six percent if I'm lucky. Or I'll go with an adjustable rate mortgage, not the fixed rate mortgage. The fixed rate is going to be somewhere between six and eight percent is the expectations. Adjustable rate could be somewhere between four and five. I'll live in that home. I'll live in that mortgage is the right way of saying this here for five years, six years, seven years. And if I see rates drop, like uh, stimulate the economy, I'll move that adjustable rate mortgage into a fixed rate mortgage. I have a plan. It may not work out exactly like that, but that's the way I'm starting on it. You have to do the same thing with retirement. You have to do the same thing with cars. Um, I ride my cars to 150, 200,000 miles. There's not even a consideration of getting a new car after 80,000 miles. I want one, but I'm not going to get one. So with mortgage interest rates hovering around 7%, more than double what they were at the start of 2022, homebuyers are likely asking themselves, how much can I afford? I don't think you buy a home based on price. I think that's too weird of a concept for people. I'm going to spend $1 million on a home, $600,000 on a home. You can't process that. What you could process is I could pay $4,000 a month, $3,000 a month. So an adjustable rate mortgage is a way of getting a lower monthly payment. The problem is it's just. And what people who had adjustable rate mortgages at the start of this year were probably down in the 2% range. Now they're in the 5% range. And the payments have gone nuclear on them. Housing markets continue to feel the direct impact of higher mortgage rates. With incomes lagging behind inflation, home buyers' ability to finance purchase has been slashed by mortgage rates, which surged from 3.1% at the start of 2022 to almost 7% right now. So if you're in an adjustable at the start of the year, you're feeling the pain. And you're looking at the calendar and going, when do, when do I have to, when does this balloon? So if you get a 5-1 arm, you're, you're paying for five years, that really low rate, but then it balloons on you. Uh, you may want to buy yourself a little bit more time with a 7-1, but then you're going to get a slightly less attractive rate as you're moving towards the 15 and the 30. I have no desire of ever paying off my home. Never, ever, ever. Um, hopefully, I will always have a mortgage only though if it's a low cost mortgage let's talk about that for one more second that's a freaky deaky concept and it was one of the first things that i really plugged into with uh, rick edelman 30 years ago i thought it made all the sense in the world That low cost of money is more important than paying it off. I don't need the security. Your mortgage doesn't affect your home's value. A mortgage won't stop you from building equity in the house. A mortgage is cheap money. Not so much this year at the end of the year, but this year at the beginning of the year it was. Mortgage interest is tax deductible. Mortgage interest is tax favorable. Mortgage payments get easier over time as you earn more money. Mortgages allow you to sell without selling, i.e. you can get a home equity line of credit and go buy a second home. 
I love mortgages. They provide me liquidity. They provide me flexibility. I find them to be as attractive as my spouse. That's a little weird. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth Certified Financial Planners online at robblackshow.com. I try to bring a unique perspective. I grew up overseas. English is my first language, but I grew up overseas where English wasn't spoken. I lived in areas like Turkey, Greece, Japan, Germany. Um, so I had to do a lot of reading which I think makes me good for the investment world because I can do my research. Um, Grew up playing two seasons of soccer every year of my life until I was basically halfway through college. So yeah, I played in college. Um, What soccer taught me? How to be a team player, how to strategize. I played keeper. My goal was defense, uh, keep the ball out of the net. But what it really taught me over two seasons was how to get through a 12 game season, um, healthy and in shape. So it taught me discipline of getting up early and exercising. Um, Americans aren't great at soccer, but we can run with the world so we can be fit, which has always made us interesting on the soccer pitch. And with world cup coming up, I'm stoked. It's my sport. And I don't mind watching other countries win. It doesn't have to be mine. So during the commercial, I, I just, why, why did I just tell you a little bit about me and growing up overseas? I think I have a different perspective. I think that helps the show. I think it helps you. Um, I've got a little bit of a learning disability that is a form of dyslexia. So I don't visualize things like you do. Um, you can show me a picture of a car without a wheel. I'll say, it looks good. It's a car. Of course it's a car. And I'm like, anything else? I'm like, nope. And they're like, you don't see the missing wheel. Like, oh, now I do. Thanks for tonight. Like, it, like, loud concerts can kind of like disorient me because there's so many visual things going on. Um, and not disorient me, not like I'm in a movie, not like uh, you can get away with murdering my spouse and blaming it on me. It's not that bad. But during the commercial break, um, I had an interesting conversation about me and him. And uh, about careers with my fellow radio coworker, and talked about, I want my kids to be them, not me. And the importance of finding a career that's you, but also trying to have enough education base that you understand what you're missing. We talked earlier about not knowing what a dividend is or not knowing the difference between an arm and a 30-year fixed, 15-year fixed. I told you exactly what I plan to be doing with my next home purchase. Starting with an arm, moving into a 15-year or 30-year fixed based on market conditions. But it'll probably be 2027 before I get moved from that arm to a a fixed rate. And again, that's now I'm starting to really throw out numbers that could change. But when I was talking about talking with my coworker, um, I found a career that makes me happy. And I think that's super important. Um, I've seen a lot of people come into radio and television expecting big salaries, expecting like, oh, you must love having your makeup done on TV. I'm like, no, you, we do it ourselves. The only people who have makeup done for them are people on Fox and they get spray painted at this point in, to- point in time. No one does their own makeup. When I went to Fox and uh, I was on Fox Business before it became a Republican Democrat thing 20 years ago, 
and I'm getting ready to go on and um, makeup artist comes over and they have this spray painting can of makeup. And I'm like, it's weird to look at the video now because it's like, it's, I look good. TV's got a lot of light. So you gotta, and when you're pasty white like me, it you kind of look transparent. Um, so yeah, even in the cron spots that I do that are on my website, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, you'll see that um, I wear a little makeup. And I don't usually like taking it off because that's a process and it's not part of my daily routine. So if I go out to lunch, I have light powder makeup, mineral makeup on, and I get a couple looks. But I don't look like Ezra Miller. I don't look like really creepy. I look just slightly creepy. Okay, so the point of this segment is talk about careers that are high paying with no education needed or low education needed. Um, there's a headline on CNBC, New Yorker makes over $100,000 a year walking dogs without a college degree. And he's kind of a hunky dude. He's been in the business for 20 years. He makes roughly $60 per hour walking three to five puppies at a time. He's guaranteed work by a reputation built over multiple decades. He makes up to $120,000 a year. Um, he doesn't even say that he loves dogs. Uh, I first and foremost, if you're going to do this, you, you got to get some insurance because <laughs> if one dog bites another dog, um, which is the number one event in homeowners insurance, it's the number one claim. Dog bites, biting a neighbor, biting a postman. So before you get a dog, if you want to financially do it right, find a breed that doesn't bite. Or find a do a little research on it. Oh, and doesn't it break your heart every time you see that story about a pit bull um, killed like a two year old and a ten month old and the mom? And you're like, uh, yeah. And you're like, not all, not all pit bulls are evil. No, no, no. But you can see which ones have killed before. I would never own a pit bull or a German shepherd, for instance. They're very, very territorial, and people make mistakes. People go into areas they're not supposed to. I've got a pool guy. My dog is a licker. <laughs> not much more. Um, but anyway, you can make six figures walking dogs. What are some other jobs that pay well? Air traffic controller. Average salary, $130,000 a year. High school diploma is the minimum education department or requirement. Um, you have to complete a, an FAA-approved training program. You have to pass a series of tests administered by the FAA. Um, you get paid leave, you get health insurance, you get retirement plans. You know why I wouldn't do air traffic controller? Because I saw Breaking Bad, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's an airplane crash that affects the whole season because a father lost his daughter, and he's an air traffic controller, and it's like, it's heartbreaking. I'm like, I couldn't. That tainted me. That tainted me. Construction site manager, $103,000. You see all those constructions, uh, sites going up in your neighborhood? Uh, construction managers plan, direct, coordinate. They oversee activities of workers. High school diploma is the minimum, but some employers may prefer candidates with a bachelor's degree in construction management or related field. Web developer, you can do this yourself, $107,000 a year. You create and maintain websites are responsible for the design, layout, content. You don't need a college degree. But you should be proficient in coding, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Those are the areas that you got to get brushed up on. 
you could be a commercial diver. They make about $70,000 a year to inspect bridges and pipelines and conduct underwater research. I didn't even know that job existed. Um, so there's a lot of jobs out there. You know, one that's really interesting right now is solar energy ins- installer. Um, a lot of solar projects would be coming in and I had solar put into my home last year. Great human beings. All of them had high school diplomas. All of them could afford to live in the Bay area. Um, physical demanding. They had to get on my roof. I'm not getting on your roof. I'm paying someone to get on my roof, but you get the idea. Police officer, firefighter. Um, there's a lot of good paying jobs out there that don't need a college degree. Electrician. We need electricians. We need plumbers. I'd be proud of my kids were any of those jobs. I'm Rob Black talking to all. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.